0: Hey, Sandy. Hey, Rob. What's that you're reading? Oh, this? It's the new book by award-winning real estate investor, Quentin D'Souza, The Property Management Toolbox. It has all of the tools and systems for starting out as a new landlord and all of the resources to create less stress while expanding your rental portfolio. It is awesome.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. Where can I get one?
0: Just go to www. TheOntarioLandlordToolbox.com
1: The Property Management Toolbox, a how-to guide for Ontario real estate investors and landlords. I'm going to order my copy right now. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 12.
0: Hello and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake and here with me again is Sandy McKay. How's it going today, Sandy?
1: Hey, it's a great day, Rob. It's always great when we're here recording and chatting. It always helps me get excited and motivated about investing in real estate. So I'm happy to be here again as always.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely. Loving it. So today we're going to do our second installment of our series entitled The 7 Freedom Activators That You Can Trigger In Your Property, starting right now. I know last installment, which was episode 6, we discussed the first three. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back to episode 6 and check that out. Freedom Activator number 1, which is Narrow Your Focus – select a tenant profile and stick with it. And then number two, use compelling advertising and some different tips on uh, attracting the right people to your ads for your apartments. And then the third one, which was screen your tenants like your life depends on it because, you know, it does. So if you missed that and you want to check it out, go back to episode six. So this time we're going to do the next three.
1: Yeah, and they should check out, too, on the, on the website there, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. We've actually put up a couple links to our uh, rental applications that we use, our rental agreements in there, too, I believe. I think we we're giving, giving away those as well in that episode. So I'll go I check that so. out. Yeah, go check that out. And, and everyone should go grab their copy of, of this free report. The Breakthrough DNA, uh, seven freedom activators you can trigger in your property starting right now. And really encourage you to even go grab that before you start listening to this so you can actually follow along and, and maybe make some notes for yourself as well.
0: Yes. Before we get into that, we have another installment of the Michael Minnard. I think it went really well last time. He talked about uh, location. That was a great tip segment that we had. So now we're going to do episode two that we've got coming your way. And Michael, again, if you don't know who Michael is, he's a good friend of ours, uh, investor-focused real estate agent in our area, and he was on episode four of the podcast. So a lot of references to past episodes here, but definitely check that one out, episode four. He had a lot of good tips and a lot of knowledge to pass along to everybody, so go check it out.
1: Yeah, Michael also won the award this year from Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine as Realtor of the Year. So the guy knows what he's talking about. So, so uh, really happy to have him on here again. He's got some cool stuff to share. So check out that episode.
0: So in today's Michael Minute, Michael's going to discuss paying retail for your properties as opposed to you know, hunting for that deal and the advantages or the possible advantages of doing that sometimes.
1: Here's the Michael Minute.
2: In the retail world, there's times you're going to want to head to the mall and purchase the latest fashions. But there's also going to be times you're going to want to go to that discount outlet where you're going to buy something with maybe not the latest fabrics or the most modern styles, but it works for you. Real estate investing is along the same lines. Uh, Now, you don't necessarily want to overpay for a property, but you are going to be looking for some kind of a deal. But there are times where paying retail makes some sense too. And when I talk about retail, what I'm talking about is... The property is renovated maybe it's been staged but it's certainly ready to go whereas that outlet mall store is perhaps a private deal or maybe it's on mls property in a less desirable area or maybe it just simply needs a lot of work but either way it's certainly collecting a lot of dust the cool thing about real estate versus fashion however is that it tends to appreciate over time now even if you are paying retail prices when you buy a property Uh, As long as you maintain the property and it remains in a desirable area, there's every good reason to believe that you're going to be able to sell it at retail on the back end. So although I'm not telling you to ignore the old school approach to real estate where you make money on the buy, I'm just telling you to keep in mind that if your strategy is truly buy and hold, and you're in a desirable location, and you're going to be seeking out desirable tenants, you're going to be making above market rents, And at the end of the day, it's going to make for a very nice investment. This is Michael Dominguez with a Michael Minute.
0: Awesome information we just got there with that Michael Minute, Sandy.
1: I thought it was (laughs) great, too. I really did.
0: So we've still got this contest going on, Sandy, for the Bluetooth. It's a rechargeable Bluetooth speaker we have to give away here. And all anyone has to do if they want to get involved with that is go over to iTunes and write us a review. And then drop us an email at info at breakthroughreipodcast.ca with I reviewed it or reviewed or something like that in the subject line. So I'll know what it's all about. And we'll be able to go in there and link you back to your iTunes name. And we're going to give away this speaker really soon. Now, I know that the cutoff date was going to be today or the day of the release of this episode, but we're actually going to extend it until next thursday so you got almost uh, another week left to write us a review and get involved with the contest next thursday the 21st is going to be the new cutoff date all you have to do is uh spend a couple minutes and look at this this bluetooth is pretty sweet eh sandy
1: oh it's great and i, I think uh i think it's 150 and fifty-dollar value something like that it's it's really well worth it i'm just throwing something out here kind of special i think if uh, there's a little bonus there rob i think I think we're, we're going to add something a little special in the package that we send out to our winner. We'll keep it secret for now, but uh, we got a little extra extra gift that we're going to add in there just so just to li- liven it up a little bit. Yeah, just to sweeten
0: the pot. Yeah. A special little something going on in there. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to say was if you want to check out the speaker, check out the prize and see what it is that we're giving away. It's a VHO wireless Bluetooth speaker, and we've put the link to the spec page in the show notes. So go check it out.
1: Yeah. It's all about free with us, Rob. we got a lot of free stuff.
0: We do have a lot of free stuff. We're definitely not selfish guys. <laughs> no. Free podcast, free info, free speakers, yeah, free reports. Free entertainment.
1: <laughs> all right, well, let's get into the uh, Freedom Activator, should we?
0: It sounds like a plan.
1: All right, well, number four is to prove over and over again that you truly care about your property and your tenants. I really think that this one's extremely important. It's something that really seems to separate the passionate investors from the people who just want to make some money and don't really have their heart into it. You just really have to prove that you truly care about your property and your tenants' well-being in that property you're not just buying a property to throw some people in there and, and hope you're making some money at the end of every month on it. Uh, you really have to prove this to your tenants and to your property and perhaps most importantly to yourself. You
0: keep on saying that, Sandy, but how do you go about doing that?
1: Well, that's what I'm going to get into here, Rob. And the, the thing that most people think when they, when they start hearing this stuff is that, gosh, that sounds like a lot of work and most people don't want to do it. You know, it really depends on how you look at that because it doesn't have to be a lot of work at all. It's it's really about working smartly as opposed to working hard at it. Much of this has to do with putting out small fires before they turn into big, massive problems. And uh, here's a little quick example of what I mean by that. Back a little while ago, we we had tenants in one of our own duplexes that weren't very happy with their situation. Both tenants in both units in that property were frustrated because the property didn't have very good soundproofing. That was just a thing that was lacking when we bought the place. And one of the tenants had been there for over three years, and there was someone that we inherited with the property. The other tenants there that we placed after we purchased the property were starting to get frustrated with the noise. It's an older property, so the soundproofing just really wasn't good. And it's one of those things that we've had on our minds to fix We just didn't want to do it away because it was quite costly. And so we were putting it off as long as we could basically until we started to get overloaded with emails from both tenants and both expressing their frustration with the noise levels. They were basically both complaining about each other and it was really turning into a bad situation. It was turning into a bad situation for us as a result and and we were getting pretty frustrated with it. So... What we ended up doing is we responded to their emails within a couple hours. Kate wrote something like, she always writes, she wrote, thank you, their names for bringing this to our attention. We take issues like this very seriously. We'll get back to you on this matter in the next two days. We like responding quickly with something like that to show that we actually got their email or their phone call and that we're working on something. It's very hard to give them a actual results really immediately like that but at least you tell them that you're that you're working on something and they can appreciate that you're actually doing that it didn't take us two days to respond back it took us about a day and we were able to notify them we had three contractors going through the property to assess the job and see what the soundproofing issue was going to be and how we can fix it and how much it was going to cost our tenants were extremely happy with this just the fact that we were at least getting people in there and we were being proactive about it and, and starting the process, immediately the emails stopped flowing in and they were at least willing to work with us in that.
0: But I mean also even if it is little things, like if the if the faucet's running on and they're calling you for that, that's not something that's, that you should consider that they're bugging you about or whatever and I mean they're helping you out by letting you know about it. You're going to save money if you're – well, everyone's paying their water bill so um you're going to save money there, and you're also going to just do things in a in a timely fashion, and everyone's going to be happier you're going to take care of your problem and take care of your property it's your property even if they're living there, and they're going to be happy right
1: well that's just it yeah that's just it and, and it's it's uh, this is one of those things that people always frustrate or struggle with is acting quickly on on problems and responding quickly to complaints and that. And uh, people don't want to be slaves to their emails or their voicemails. And that totally makes sense for us. I, and we we like to just respond quickly with something very generic saying that we're at least working on the problem. And that that gives us a bit of time to, to actually sort it out. And it shows them that we actually at least care about it and we're actually addressing it.
0: And that's very reasonable to get back to somebody within the next two days. I mean, depending on what the issue is, but usually, when they're coming at you with something over email anyway, you know that you've got a little bit of time to address the situation. And if it's an emergency, obviously, you're going to go do it right away. But if you respond, I think, like you said initially, and then give yourself a little bit of time to figure out the right course of action, you're not rushing into anything, and you have the right amount of time to take care of things properly.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, just to make uh, the long story short here, that that story ended up with – with us getting three quotes from contractors we went back and forth with our both both tenants there discussing potential solutions we had we came up with three potential solutions to the problem and all three were were really win-wins in the end i actually went there on my my own time and sat down with the tenants and and discussed all the potential solutions with them and like they couldn't believe that i actually went to the property to talk about it with them the One tenant that had been there for over three years said their previous landlords had never, ever shown this much concern about this issue or any other issues. They basically told me that no matter what we decide to do, because one of the solutions was us doing all the soundproofing, it was going to be quite costly. But they didn't even care at that point. They said no matter what we decide to do, they were so thankful for us at least showing our compassion and and showing that we care about it. And they were happy for us to even just try to rectify it as best we could
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so the, the point so the whole point of that story is that no matter what the outcome was in that situation we just turned our tenants into raving fans of ours that goes a long ways in a lot of different situations down the road the next time they consider paying rent a few days late they're going to bump us up on their priority list a little bit and get that payment in on time because they know that, that we're showing that we care about them and we care about uh, our property. And so they should treat us the same way and with the same type of respect. They're going to keep their place cleaner. They're going to avoid damages. They're going to just be all around better tenants in the future. And little things like that. I mean, what did we do? We responded to an email reasonably quick. And we took some action to try and rectify this the uh, situation. It wasn't a whole lot of work. We didn't even really do hardly any work ourselves besides writing an email. And I stopped by the property. The rest of it was just sending some contractors there to, to try and sort it out.
0: Right. Now, what about... Would you say there's any other course of action other than actually putting in the new soundproofing? Like, were they were they just complaining over nothing, do you think? Or, do like, did they just not like each other? Or was there a real issue that needed to be resolved? I know that, that there was. It doesn't ever hurt to have that soundproofing in there. But do you think if it was a different tenant that maybe they wouldn't have complained as much.
1: Yes, for sure. I think, and like I said, we inherited this one tenant who was the really the problem uh, because they were quite loud. They had younger kids, and they were just being really loud. I think that it could have been solved by us getting rid of those tenants. You know, there's a lot of different ways we can go, could have gone about that. Um, we actually did end up getting rid of the tenants, anyways. Quite simply, we just paid them to leave. That was something that we did. We also did the soundproofing at that same time once they left. But we could have just had them leave and gotten new tenants that were quieter. Hopefully that would have worked out too. But we ended up realizing that we might as well fix this problem now as opposed to having it being an ongoing thing, right? Mm -hmm. And in the end, it cost us some money, but we also were able to bring up the rent significantly and... I mean, what it's really all about is solving small fires before they big, turn into uh, to big fires. And the big, big ones are the ones that are going to really drain you of your freedom and your money. And the small ones, if you attack them right away and get rid of them, you are able to show your tenants that you care and, and, and prove to yourself that you care. And, and your property is going to pay you back over and over because of that.
0: Okay, so do you think it's time to move on to the next one, Freedom Activator number five?
1: Let's do number five.
0: Okay, so this one is connect with multiple handymen who live near your property.
1: Okay, yeah, and, and this is all about handymen and contractors then. And you really, you have to have this. This is a must. I would say this is a must before you even buy a property, you know, if, if you can. If you, if you need to do it within the first few months, you know, after buying it, then that's fine. But you really need to do it as quickly as you can before problems start popping up. I don't care if you have one property or a thousand properties, there's going to be handymen who live close to all of your properties, and you need to find a way to introduce yourself to these people, build a relationship with them, earn their trust, and know that they're going to be there to help you out when you need them. When you have people like that that you trust practically on call, and you might have a few different options maybe in the area, ready to fix little problems for you and repairs, that is a major source of adding freedom to your life as a as an investor, and it 's also a lot easier to to fix little things because you don 't want to be running over there and assessing every little problem that pops up you know you don 't want to be running over there and, and looking at a leaky toilet or leaky faucet when especially if your property is you know an hour away you can 't be doing that every time it 's not the way you want to live as a, as an investor
0: well, you know when I only had one when I had one duplex. Um, just the one I would do everything myself. And so when the, when the person would call me, especially if I was at work with a problem, I would stress about it for the rest of the day until I could get over there. And then I was over there for who knows how long dealing with a problem, running back and forth to a store if need be. And then I'm not a professional. So whatever job I did was not as good as it would have been if I got the right person to do the job. I always did it right but you know what I mean the professional is always going to do a better job than than I am anyway so that and when, when I did that first flip that I did and got in touch with all of these different trades and a couple of different handymen who I had working on there ever since then it's been just a dream you know now knowing the right guys to call when things go wrong and getting some real freedom back Cause that was a really big issue when someone would call from a property and I would have to go over there. It was taking time away from my family and I'm not really the guy that should be fixing it in all honesty. It should be somebody who knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And, and of course you're doing that because you want to, you want to save money too, right? That's why you're doing it. You don't want to pay for those things, right?
0: That and going back to just not knowing the right people and also back to the last freedom activator that is you want to take care of the problems when they come up, right? That's so right. you can't just – I mean no matter how small it is, you want to go over, you want to take care of it. You don't want the place falling apart on you. So when you get a complaint, you go over, you assess it and then you fix it. And that takes a lot of time if you're doing it by yourself.
1: It takes a ton of time. Time that you really could be spending a lot better elsewhere. And finding
0: new, finding more properties to buy.
1: That's it. And <laughs> of of course like – you can always hire a property management company to take care of all of this for you. But we're kind of gearing this towards people who who don't want to do that, who want to at least manage their property. Maybe it's their first few properties. Um, they haven't got to the point of hiring a property management company yet. But, you know, that's really the ultimate freedom activator is to get someone to take care of all that for you. But when you're doing it on your own, I mean, you, you have to have people like this near. You have to have general kind of handyman people ready to help you out when you need them. Last year, we had a tree fall on one of our properties, and it was a borderline uh, emergency. You know, you can't have a tree sitting on top of your house. Uh, That needs to be assessed very quickly.
0: We can get down from the upper floor a lot easier that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it could. Yeah, Well, but you got to make sure that the upper floor is going to stay up and not sink in with the tree on top of it. Yeah, I guess. Um, But yeah, it was like, it, it was something we needed to get dealt with right away and we're trying to figure all this out you know it was it was a tree that fell down from our neighbor's property onto our house so it was one of those gray areas you know do we pay for it does insurance cover it does the neighbor pay for it all these questions were coming up and this property is about an hour drive from our house and you know even though it was something that really needed to get fixed right away and probably something that we could have easily drove there and and assessed and, and spent the hour driving there, hour, you know, sorting it all out, hour back, you know, that's, that's three, three to four hours of our time that we didn't really want to spend doing that.
0: And I can't really see you with a chainsaw. No,
1: (laughs) no, I, I, I would have been there and looked at it and then I would have just ended up calling someone anyways. Right. Yeah. So instead of driving, driving all the way there, doing all that, all we did is call our guy that was in the area. And he's a handyman who lives just, you know, a few blocks away from the property. Sent him a quick message, asked him to go over and check it out for us. Less than an hour later, he was already there removing the tree. And we spoke to him just a couple hours after that. And he was sending us photos of the of the tree, before and after photos. Uh, we, we had a quick talk with our, our tenants to make sure everything was okay. Basically, from the comfort of our own home, within a couple hours, we were able to Organize us all, and and we were able to get this tree removed from on top of our house in in just a couple hours.
0: Yeah, and you introduced me to that guy, and he's done a number of jobs for me since then too. Yeah, if you find the right guy, you, you're gonna also give that person a lot of work too.
1: Yeah, exactly, and uh, and the cool thing about it too is that we actually saved a lot of money on it. He, he wasn't, he's not necessarily a tree removal company. He's just a handyman type of person who, who kind of dabbles in everything. And, and I'm not saying you should use people like that for every job. But for at least for minor things, they're great to have uh, people that can do a few different things around a house. And, um, and he's fully insured, which is definitely important as well.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say he is actually, that is what he does mainly is the tree stuff. That's right. The other stuff is just kind of secondary. But that is, I think that's important too. If you, you should probably get someone that's a little more geared towards whatever job it is. Yeah. That guy does trees primarily and, and he is insured. But so that is another thing to, to to check out is whether or not they're insured.
1: That's right. So, I i mean, if it's something that, uh, yeah, that's definitely really important. And I think there's, there comes a point where you've got to kind of draw a line here, and, and, uh, and it, it's, everyone's going to look at it differently. But you've got to kind of figure out, if it's going to cost you just a few hundred dollars to fix, then you really should never be going to look at these things yourself. You should always have someone in the area kind of ready to go within maybe 24 hours' notice, ready to go over and assess the problem for you. And it's way more effective for you to have someone doing that rather than you going to do it yourself. Uh, sure, if the if it's going to be a thousand dollars or more type of cost, then maybe you want to go assess it yourself and, and see what you want to do with it. But anything anything you know reasonably minor, it, it just makes no sense to be spending your own time going over and dealing with that.
0: And you don't have to necessarily. Well, first of all, um, you do have to trust that person to do that job. But and and their their word isn't gold either. If they've if they've given you an assessed price. You can always call somebody else and get a second opinion, yeah. Especially if you just have like someone going to assess the job for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, your time, your times, your time. It just comes down to your time is too valuable for it, and it really is. It's not worth your time to be doing that. You can be looking for new investment properties. You can be buying new properties. You can be doing whatever you do for a living and making more money in that. I'm sure than you than you're going to make with this. You know, and, and it just it makes a lot more sense to be paying someone to do that for you. You know, we do this for larger jobs as well. We don't always go and look at a, a job just because it's a big rental project or a big repair job, and it's going to cost a few thousand dollars to fix. It still might not be worth your time to go there. At the end of the day, if you don't really know what you're talking about, anyways, and you're not a, a contractor or a, someone that's going to be able to do these renos yourself, then then you're better off having the professional go and check it out, anyways. So there's a few ways you can do that, and a good website that we like to use is trustedpros.ca. And this site is, is totally free for you as a as a property owner, and you can just post jobs and have contractors compete for your business. So instead of calling around to, to 10 different companies and trying to figure out which ones you should trust or not, you can simply post a job on that site. It's trustedpros.ca, and have them come to you, basically. That's a great way of getting more freedom as well in your life because you're not sitting there looking through the phone book trying to call different companies and and especially if you don't know any in the area yet you can use the site trusted pros and just have contractors compete for your business and you can look at their profiles you can see reviews from other people that have used them in the past great great tool to use and what we'll typically do now is just throw up a job on there and have find maybe the top three or four best looking people for the job and then have them go assess the project. And so they'll go to the property and if assuming your tenants are there, they'll let them in. They'll go check out the job and they'll report back to you the next day or that evening and let you know what what's needed. And then you can basically decide who you want to go with from there. And you don't even ever have to go to the property to look at it.
0: Very, very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on to Freedom Activator number six. And this one is about leveraging the power of the latest software.
1: Yes, and uh, this is, again, something that's going to save you so much time and energy. If you're someone who's still collecting money orders or post checks all the time from your tenants, and that, that's still something that is worthwhile in some cases, I think. But it's just another way that it ends up costing you time and energy to drive around, deposit checks. You have to actually remember to deposit the check on the first of every month. And that's just stuff that you really don't have to do. So there's a lot of different softwares out there, applications, websites, etc. that you can use to help you out with the management side of your property. And yeah, there's really thousands of tools out there available to you. So I'm not really going to tell you you have to use one or two different ones but I'll give you a few options here to check out. Ultimately you just need to start using one or two of them yourself and see if they suit your particular situation or not. Most of them don't cost very much or anything really to try out so I, you know I strongly recommend you do it. The most or one of the most beneficial services out there right now in my opinion is is called tenant pay. And with tenant pay, you can accept payments from your tenants online by phone, at any ATM, at any teller, and even at any Money Mart location. So it, when I say ATM, I basically mean any ATM. I'm pretty sure every single ATM out there is doing this now, and a lot of the credit unions do it as well. So it, it's really quite easy, and your your tenants end up loving this too, because it makes it a lot easier for them to pay. It gives them a lot of different options.
0: Yeah, they can basically go to any Money Mart or any cash, store anything like that too and just make the payment from there as well. It's basically there's there's a spot on every corner where they can go and do and make their payment. It's yeah. It's really yeah. really easy.
1: Yeah, and they can pay, you know, they can pay by credit card if they want. They can pay however. There's a lot of different ways to do it, right? So, you know, think about that. There's no more NSF checks. There's no more storing checks around your house or office. It drastically can reduce your paper and administration costs. It can reduce just the overall stress involved with collecting rent every month and depositing checks and all that. Uh, you basically just don't have to think about it anymore. And so, when uh, you know when people are listening to this, they're probably thinking, "What's the catch with it?" And at the time of this recording, at least, I believe it costs you five dollars per transaction if you have less than 15, 15 people paying. So basically, fifteen tenants. If so you have over fifteen, then you actually can only pay one dollar per transaction
0: yeah, and so the way that it actually works is when you say transaction it's as long as all of your tenants have paid on the first, then that's one transaction for them to take all of those payments and deposit it into your account. That's one transaction so um if and it is like so the next day if some people are late, which hopefully you're gonna you know nip that in the bud. and get them all paying on the first. Um, But if that does happen and there's more transactions the next day or on a different day, then it is actually another $5. But as long as everyone pays on the same day, it's one transaction to have them transfer it into your account.
1: Yeah, and hey, what – I mean $5. If if you're going to complain about $5, then you know what? There's a really easy solution for it. You just raise your rents by a few bucks or raise your rents by $5 it's $5 at the end of the day and it's going to really give you a lot more freedom because of it. I think it's well worth the price. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really recommend that people go check out tenant pay. Uh, if you just, I, I don't have the website here in front of me. If you just go Google tenant pay, uh, it'll, it'll pop right up and you can, uh, set yourself up with it. It's a great option.
0: Like we're not affiliates with them or anything like that. And I, I, I actually don't even use it, but I think it's a really great idea. I think I'm going to at some point, but you know, when I have a little more, I, I do like to manage, but I definitely got, I have too much going on to be running around to the property. So I have made different ways, um, arranged different methods of payment, but this one sounds like a really good one.
1: Yeah, I think it really is. And yeah, you can always do email transfers too. a lot of people like to do that. That's, that's a l- definitely easier than collecting checks. Um, but then again, it's just like, it's one option, right? Why not give your tenants every option they could imagine, any option they need. Mm-hmm. So the next one, the next type of uh, software that I'm going to recommend people check out and and use is a property management software. And there's a lot of options out there again for this. So I'll, I'll just I'll recommend two of them that I've used in the past, or I should say we've used because really Kate does most of this stuff on our end, not me. But um, on site property manager is a good one and also 123 landlord and again if you just google it you'll find out all the info on them both of these are great options they're really quite cheap and uh, I don't want to say what the prices are it's going to vary depending on the types of properties you have I think and the types of tenants you have or the amount of tenants you have Um, but the features are quite similar Uh, you know you're able to do things like manage the tenants and properties collect payments and track expenses Prepare work orders, send forms and letters out, uh, do credit checks and tenant screening. You're able to track payment histories, work order details, invoices, receipts, accounting, so many good things on there. It really helps out, especially for someone that's doing all this on your own, just using papers and, and not doing anything really online. This is a really great way to consolidate all that into one area and really keep it organized.
0: Yeah, that's definitely some very useful software. The one, two, three landlord I like.
1: Yeah, and and again, you know, we're not connected anyway to these services. We're just throwing out the names here. Um, there's a lot of other options besides those two. Uh, just go check it out if you if you just Google it, property management software. You'll be bombarded. You'll have thousands of options. Those are just two that we recommend, and it, it's really going to help and take away or add a lot more freedom to your life. Even if you're someone old school and you haven't really done that, you've are been uncomfortable using online softwares, I really urge you to check it out anyways. It, it, the few hours it might take you to learn how to how to actually use the software like that is going to save you tens of hours down the road or hundreds of hours even down the road. So it's really worth your time to check them out.
0: Well, I hope everyone's been following along. Maybe hopefully they've printed out the seven freedom activators report from the website and you've been following along with it as we go here there is a lot of use a lot of really useful information that that we're going over and so i think we're about done for this episode and then next time we're going to wrap it up with freedom activator number seven and uh the secret bonus activator (laughs) so there's actually eight nice yeah yeah. And if you want to know what that one is, you can find out right now, but I suggest maybe even if you have the report, don't look ahead, just just don't turn the page. Stay there and it'll be uh just exciting for you as it is for us next time.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: And again, if you want to leave a comment or a question or or a review for us, just go to your go to wherever you download the podcast from if it's not iTunes, wherever you, where whatever your client is, just go in there and go to breakthroughreipodcast.ca and then click on the episode that you'd like to leave a comment on, and then there'll be a little box there so you can put it in anything you want. Ask us anything. uh Comment on it. Tell us we're, tell us we're brilliant. Tell us we're stupid. Whatever you, whatever you uh, see fit.
1: Or give us recommendations for what you want to hear on the show too. We always love that because. We're. It's. It's not a, for us that we're doing this. It's for you guys, the listeners. And
0: actually, if... it is for me. I'm doing it for me <laughs> and the listeners. Okay. But I... Well, Rob's
1: a bit more selfish than me. I'm doing it for everyone else.
0: Well, I'm getting a ton out of this.
1: Yeah, I know. I hear you. Me too. Um. I. I mean. At the same time, if someone wants to know something and you want to have us get a an expert on the show to interview on that subject i strongly recommend you to to let us know and tell us what you want to know about and we'll do our best to bring that for for you and and get a true really big expert on the topic uh, so we can interview them and 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 all get some value out of it
0: yep and we do have some really cool guests coming up and some really special things lined up for some future episodes so everybody stay tuned And also for anyone who's interested in investment opportunities with us, you can go to breakthroughrei.ca for a little more info. And we will see you on the next show.
1: All right, great. Yeah, it's only getting better from here. Date. Oh
0: my god. I don't even know how to word this. Let me just see how it goes. Um. <laughs>